Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Preacher Boys podcast. Uh, I was not expecting to do this episode today. Um, and uh, at the time you're listening to this, it's probably Wednesday morning. I'm assuming that's when most of you are going to be tuning in. It's going to be Wednesday, February 2nd. And uh, if it's Wednesday, February 2nd, that means tonight, uh, Pastor Greg Locke and his church are having an honest-to-God book burning. Now, look, I want to start this episode by saying this <laughs> really quickly. I'm not recording this video for Greg Locke because here's the thing. This video is what Greg Locke wants, and I understand the game that he's playing. Uh, Greg Locke is coming from the school of outrage for clicks, outrage for views, outrage for attention. He's gone to the the Donald Trump camp of doing that sort of thing. Uh, and so that's where he's coming from. So uh, look, I know the game. I know I'm, uh, by doing this video, I am participating in his stupid game. But here's the reality. As stupid a game as Greg Locke knows he's playing, as st- strategic and as, you know, uh, marketing focused as Greg Locke is being by doing this, trying to get outraged, trying to get people like me making videos, trying to get a Newsweek and, uh, you know, all this news coverage, uh, there are people who follow Greg Locke who don't seem to understand what he's doing. They're not part of this calculated plan. They're not part of this mission. They're not part of this idea that, oh, if I get enough virality, I don't have to worry about anything. Uh, There are people who honestly believe that Greg Locke believes what he says he believes. There are people that believe that Greg Locke actually cares about the topics he gets on his soapbox about. There are people that actually believe that Greg Locke truly thinks all the things that he preaches from the pulpit. And some of it he probably does. But ultimately, Greg Locke is a showboating, egotistical narcissist that's building a platform for himself, and he just chose religion to be his vehicle for it. So that's the truth about Greg Locke. But let's get into the topic of this book burning 
on its own. Let's let's talk about that. I posted about Greg Locke a few days ago because he went on a ridiculous rant in a tent meeting about autism being demonic. Now, I'm going to play that clip really quick so you have context for this because he mentions it in his video and his statement today. So I'm going to go ahead and play that and then we'll dive right back in. Now, don't, don't get mad at me. I'm talking. We say things like this. Well, I just got OCD. You know why you do things that are out of the ordinary over and over and over and it ticks you off if it's not done? Because you have a spirit of oppression, that's why. You ain't got OCD. I knew a chick that used to wash her hands every five minutes all day long when she was awake until she literally washed skin off of her hands. <laughs> Saved. Loved God. Baptized. Read the Bible. Went to church. Fasted. Prayed. You gonna tell me that's natural? That's supernatural oppression is what that is, and she needs deliverance. And a lot of times what we call stuff, it makes us feel better because it's the medical term, not the Bible term. Huh? Look, I'm telling you this is real. We've been all over this, ain't we, baby? We've been studying it. Look, I, do not, do not jump up right now and rebuke me for what I'm about to say. But I read the Bible too much to worry about what you think. Did you know on three occasions, we're going to go through all of them, not today, thank God. On three occasions, kids were brought to Jesus. Not of their own will, of their own volition, but by their parents. That had epileptic fits. Anger issues. Outbursts of emotion. And because we've called it possession, parents refuse to deal with it. Are you telling me my kid's possessed? No, I'm telling you, your kid could be demonized and attacked, but your doctor calls it autism. I don't care if you stand or not. I don't care if you leave or not. I'm telling you, there's deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ for your children and their children's children. There's deliverance in that. Ain't no such diagnosis in the Bible. Jesus cast out that oppressing spirit and the child was made whole that very hour, the Bible said. That very hour. That's what the Bible says. Now, I'm just figuring all this stuff out, so don't quote me on everything that I'm saying. I'm just saying, quote me on everything I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so... um this is nothing new for anybody that grew up within independent fundamental Baptist circles for the most part, again, there's always gonna be someone, Oh, not me for the most part, most of the teaching that you heard surrounding mental illness or mental health or, uh, any kind of learning disability or any, anything like that was usually framed under some kind of demonic attack under some kind of result of sin. Um, it was, uh, I mean, I remember very clearly hearing people say that asylums were full of people, uh, who had demonic possession, misdiagnosis, schizophrenia. This is not new stuff. And Greg Locke comes from an independent fundamental Baptist background. 
And he hasn't changed. Sure, his music may have changed a little bit or his affiliations may have changed a little bit, but Greg Locke is still through and through holding on to many of the same positions, if not all of the same positions that he held to when he was an independent fundamental Baptist. Functionally, he looks exactly the same, right down to the tent meeting filled with brain-dead yes-men who will shout amen to statements like what he just said in the middle of a conference. So that video was released, and Greg Locke, who is chasing the high of being a media highlight and a media superstar, decided to host a book burning, an honest-to-God book burning at his church. Again, this is nothing new. Uh, I think a lot of people who are commenting on this who didn't grow up inside religious circles are looking at this and going, wow, this is crazy. How does someone do this? This is not a new thing. This is very popular. This happened quite a bit uh, in a lot of different churches. And uh, yeah, it's it's nothing new. But he's hosting a book, Bernie. He posted on Facebook today, and I shared the post over to the Preacher Boys uh, podcast Facebook page. And uh this was the, the statement that he made. He said, as I mentioned during my Sunday sermon, we will be having a massive burning at the end of our Wednesday night message this week. We will be in our continued series on deliverance from demons. So again, this is all in the context of what he just preached about autism. And he is uh, putting them into these categories that uh, would say that you know, they're demonically possessed. So that's where he's approaching this from, and which is disturbing considering how many people in this country, have autism, have uh, OCD, have all these different things. It's ridiculous that he would approach it in this manner. Uh, He says, we have stuff coming in from all over. We're burning. We're not playing games. Witchcraft and accursed things must go in. In Acts 19, they brought their sorcery and demonism and burned it. We're well aware of what we are stepping into. Bring it all. Stop allowing demonic influences into your home. I said it from the stage. I'm saying it here. Anything tied to the Masonic Lodge, needs to be destroyed. It's a satanic cult, no matter what your master mason fish frying grandfather told you. Bring all your Harry Potter stuff. Laugh all you haters. I don't care. It's witchcraft 100%. And the reason he says laugh all you haters is because the more haters there are, the more attention he gets. And I know, I'm well aware, I'm fueling that right now. But again, there's people, hundreds of people commenting who agree with this, who don't read into this, who don't see what he's doing. So again, maybe I'm playing into Greg Locke's hand a little bit, but I think people need to hear this talked about and hear this discussed and think about it. Put on your thinking cap and really think about this. Uh, He says, all your Twilight books and movies, that mess is full of spells, demonism, shape-shifting, and occultism. You're giving Twilight way too much credit. Uh, Bring tarot cards, Ouija boards, healing crystals, idol statues, spell books, and everything else tied to the occult. It's got to go. If you think we're crazy, then scroll on. We're exposing the kingdom of darkness for what it is. It's time for people to be delivered. We've had people on Hip Mount Juliet, which isn't surprising. They hate truth and have loads of witches that can't help themselves, but they're wanting a group to come to the church, break out their witchcraft, and open their Ouija boards while we celebrate. Well, hear me. You're welcome to, but I promise I'll pray uh, over each of you. Snatch that evil garbage right out of your hands and burn it right in front of your face. That's very interesting legally how he would do that. I will not tolerate witchcraft and we will not be compromising with devil worshipers. Everyone's welcome, but this is global vision. We don't do things like the church down the road or the one you grew up in. You do it exactly like them. Uh, We can't unsee the miracles that are happening around us. It's time to break covenant with the devil and grow in the Lord. Get there early. It's going to be absolutely amazing. He posted a picture of a bonfire. And, uh, you know, I couldn't resist. So I commented uh, on the the post uh, and said, "Ah, just like the Nazis. Oh, wait. And uh, I ended up sharing this post over to the Preach Boys podcast page, which has been blowing up nonstop since with people who agree 
with this post and also people who see it for what it is. Now, look, I drew the Nazi comparison, and I think Nazi comparisons are some of the laziest comparisons you can make when looking at this stuff. And, but I'm not talking about the, the racism of Nazis. I'm not talking about the uh, ideology of Nazis. But when it comes to burning books, it is the same philosophy. It is getting people to not have access to other information. And this is a big problem. Any kind of totalitarian group, if you look at the bite model from Stephen Hassan, just Google that, the bite model from Stephen Hassan. One of the things that is a mark of an unhealthy authoritarian group is thought and information control. Thought and information control. When you are keeping people from looking at outside perspectives, there is something dangerous happening. We, this, this is a discussion that's been happening nationally here for the last couple of days over this Joe Rogan situation. And uh, look, I don't want to get into the politics. I don't want to get into uh, the COVID situation right now. But I have to sit back and look at these discussions and go, we shouldn't control what people say. Allow people to say what they believe, have discourse, and then the person who listens makes a choice whether to take that information and apply it to themselves or not. You see, the problem is when you uh, when you get into a mode where you start picking and choosing whose positions are valid, you start picking and choosing who, more importantly, when you start picking and choosing who people that you are a leadership position over, who they can listen to, you're overstepping a boundary there. And so, you know, the fact that independent Baptist churches, the fact that a Greg Locke are going to have book burnings and literally burn things that would disagree with their position is a really scary thing. It may not be scary if you disagree with with all the things that are being burned. It may not be scary for you, but if it was flipped around, that's a really frightening proposition. And it, it usually doesn't mean anything good about the leader who is hiding this information from people. On the flip side of this, one of the things that I'll say is that some people's response would be, well, we should burn all of Greg Locke's books, or we should, you know, uh, who's going to do something? We need to get Greg Locke off YouTube and do this. On the flip side, I think Greg Locke sharing these positions is a good thing. I think Greg Locke getting a microphone to talk about this trash is a good thing because people can hear the things that he's doing and it speaks for itself. The issue is when you take someone like a Greg Locke, you take someone like a Josh Feuerstein, you take someone who is completely radicalized and you remove them from their platforms, or you start getting into conversations about banning and censoring them, all you're doing is confirming what they say is true, is that people are going to persecute you. People are going to come after you. You are fueling an outrage machine. And so I want to speak to both sides of that because I think the instant reaction when we see this post is to go, okay, how do we get rid of Greg Locke? You know, like I think that's a lot of people's responses. But if you really think about it, the best argument against a Greg Locke is to allow him to speak for himself because people need to really think about what he's saying. And so if you're a Greg Locke supporter, and I'm sure there are some that are listening to this episode, think about why someone doesn't want you to have access to information outside of their control. That never is connected to anything good. And again, I would heavily encourage you, look up the Freedom of Mind Resource Center, look up uh, the Bite Model by Dr. Stephen Hassan, who is a cult expert, read some of this stuff, and think about whether the group you're associating with is a healthy group. Now, moving a little bit ahead, I want to talk about Greg Locke specifically, and what Greg Locke does is so 
masterful. Uh, he has a very specific strategy in how he gains the trust of his audience and how he continues to develop a following of really radicalized people, radicalized fundamentalists. He posted a video about an hour ago as of this recording. It's six o'clock PST. Again, I didn't expect to be recording this video today, but it's just too interesting to talk about. And I think a lot of IFB pastors follow these same patterns. So I'm going to play a couple clips from this and then we'll kind of discuss from there and then I'll wrap up the episode. I have a lot to say in just a very short amount of time to say it. First of all, Greg Locke doesn't have anything much to say. Uh, um, I just wanted to lay that out right in the beginning. Uh, He doesn't have much of substance to say in this. I'm going to go ahead and shrink this window down, and that way I can uh, be here in the corner and talk to you guys while we we check this out. I'm going to be passionate, so do not mistake my passion for what people call arrogance, because I'm going to say some things that need to be said. So I want you to tune in. I want you to share this. I want you to go back and watch it. And I want like, share, subscribe. Everybody. And also, you should be doing that on this channel if you haven't already. Around, especially the people near to us in our community, to hear me when I say we are not bending to your demands. You hear me? So first of all, I want this to be very clear. Greg Locke is not talking to the community. Greg Locke is not talking to the news outlets. Greg Locke is not talking to concerned neighbors of the church. Greg Locke is not talking to their neighborhood. Right now, Greg Locke is talking specifically to his followers. This message is to ramp up the people who already follow him. This is not a recruitment video. This is not to get people in the community on board with what they're doing. This is not to share some gospel message. This is a message that is performative for his listeners. So I want to keep that keep that in the forefront of your mind. Who is this really for? The approach is all for what is going to rile up his fan base. I never would have thought that a month or so ago when I started preaching on deliverance from demons and what it and means to be clip. delivered in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is still true, I never would have thought that we would have not only opened a window in heaven but lifted a lid in hell. I'm telling you, every demon you can imagine has come against our church, has come against me and my family. The threats have been unreal. The news media has been unreal. It has been unbelievably ridiculous, but it is par for the course. And we- Yeah, and again, he says par for the course. This is nothing new. When Greg Locke's ex-wife, and I think this is important to understanding Greg Locke, when Greg Locke's ex-wife brought forward allegations of physical abuse and uh emotional abuse and revealed text messages that were extremely abusive, insulting her weight, calling her a, uh, a stupid, uh, bitch in his text. Um, this is exactly the same response that Greg Locke had at that time. So again, he drums up outrage and then this is how he confronts it. We are not backing down. I'll be preaching again, on demons. This is to his audience. This is not to the community. This is to get his audience to see how tough he is, how strong he is, what a fighter, what a Christian soldier he is. Tomorrow night, Wednesday night, the 2nd, Wednesday night, February 2nd, I'm still going to be preaching on deliverance from demons. This weekend, I'm still going to be preaching on deliverance. And you know what? With no YouTube cameras around, with no lights, with no glitter, with no gold, we... He says on his YouTube channel. have literally been ministering deliverance to people every single day. They are driving to us from all over the country. They're coming to the church services, which are lasting more than two hours with the live stream off. 
Because we're not trying to do this for our glory. This is for the glory of God that is rising amongst His people. People have been in my office. They just left five minutes ago. We have seen some of the most unbelievable supernatural displays of God's grace and the power of the gospel that you could ever imagine. I'm telling you, we've been lied to denominationally for a long time. There is a spiritual realm that we need to expose. Jesus opened up the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness, and neither one of them have gone anywhere. And we're super cool about preaching on the kingdom of heaven. Theologically, did Jesus open the kingdom of darkness? There's a kingdom of darkness, too. There's a kingdom of hell. And the prince of the power of the air is its ruler. And I'm telling you, there are demons. There is demonic possession and demonic oppression. And at the end of the day, the influence of demons is everywhere. And I'm telling you, people have gone buck wild, slap, psychotic, crazy. But the best argument for demonic uh, influences being at work is uh, present in this video. I want to say this. So hear me. Here's what I mean in the title that we're not backing down. Today, we have been uh, maligned every way you can imagine. But you know the two biggest groups that are ticked off at me and our church right now? The Masonic Lodge. We had the Masonic Network reach out to us asking me to renounce the incorrect things I said about... So I'm not going to play much more of this video, and you can watch it. I'm not trying to keep you from watching the rest of this video. Uh, the main reason is I don't want there to be able to be a copyright claim on this, so I want to show for fair use. Uh, but uh, a little bit further in the video, um, he does he talks about the Masonic Lodge and the Satanic Temple uh, requesting him to cancel this burning. Uh, and then somewhere later in the video, um, I'll see if I can say it. I don't care who shows up. Everybody's welcome. But we ain't going to mess with your spells and your witchcraft and your... Yeah, I don't, I don't know where it is right now. Uh, and again, I don't want Greg Locke to post a copyright claim on this video. Uh, but later on in the video, and I, please do go watch the full video. There's a link to it in the show notes of this episode. Uh, definitely go check it out. But in the, uh, in the video, he talks about the fire department and uh, different people reaching out. And his statement is just like, we are not going to stop this. We are going to do this. We are going to do this. And one of the things he says, and I wish I could have found it when I was scrolling through, is the fire department talks about, uh, first he draws a line between the Satanic Temple and the Masonic Lodge. And then he talks about the uh, the fire department, uh, you know, being concerned about the burn and that he could be fined hundreds, thousands of dollars. I want you to pay attention to that because what I predict is going to happen, and this is purely opinion and commentary based on what I've seen happen a billion times in so many different churches, is that he's already anchoring people's expectations that something bad is going to happen. And what's going to happen is if something bad does happen with how incendiary uh, he is, it's very possible that he could antagonize someone where something bad could happen. I'm hoping not because what's going to happen in the event that someone does get antagonized to the point they take action and try to put a stop to this or try to shut it down, Greg Locke is going to say, see, I predicted that this would happen in the beginning of this conversation. So in the conversation with the fire department, Greg Locke says, I will write a blank check, find me tomorrow, and you can find me whatever it is. Whether it's $100, $500, $50,000, you can find me anything. The reality is, while to his followers, and if you're a follower still watching, and I'm sure there still are, if you're a follower watching this, think about what he's doing. He's preparing you for this to happen. So when he does get fined, who's going to pay that fine? It's not going to be Greg Locke. It's going to be his followers who are, quote, driving in from all over the country who see this man getting persecuted, getting, quote, demonically attacked, 
and he's going to ask you to open up your wallet and help pay this fine to protect the gospel or whatever spin he puts on it in some kind of ranty video just like this. And so again, this is all very performative religion. This is very performative. It's to get his own base riled up and more radicalized to follow him. This is not for the community. This is not for the spread of some holy mission. This is all about this narcissistic ego that he's building up and he's using the vehicle of a church to do it. There's a lot of people that do it. Some are a little bit stealthier than a Greg Locke, but I think he's found an approach that really works. So I'll hopefully not have to do any follow-ups about anything crazy that's said at this uh, bonfire, but it's possible. I didn't want to talk about Greg Locke at all, uh, but this is something that obviously a lot of people are interested in. There's a lot of people that support Greg Locke and don't see an issue with what he's doing. And all I would ask again, just Google the bite model from Stephen Hassan and ask yourself those questions about your religious organization and Stephen uh, and uh, Greg Locke's church and see if it uh, meets the criteria of a toxic authoritarian uh, kind of situation there. But anyway, this is the Preacher Boys podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. Please subscribe and uh, wherever you're at and uh, be sure to check out more episodes. I really appreciate you listening and uh, don't burn your books. Uh, books are a good thing. Uh, it's great to hear other perspectives and it's great to open our mind to uh, other opportunities to learn and see new perspectives and develop empathy with other people. But uh, until the next episode, my name is Eric Skorzynski and this is the Preacher Boys podcast. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.